What's happening, weirdos? I feel like it was too quiet. Do it again. Do it again. What's happening, weirdos? There it is. That's right, everybody. It's the second weird. Wow, you've had some vocal problems. This is the second time we've done this where Val is on her uh, text-to-speech app. And it's the second time that I think it was a delight and a lot of fun. And you're so funny with it. And uh, we're so rested from our little uh, break where Val could rest up and heal. So we had a lot of energy and a lot of fun. So I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad that you're here to listen. There's only one thing to plug, which is Largo on February 12th. 12th? 12th. February 12th. Uh, It's my stand-up show. I have a lot of new material, which I'm really excited about, and it's going to be so fun. And it's on a Saturday, so it's easier for people to make it. Go uh, If you're in the L.A. area, come see us. It means so much, and it's going to be a great lineup, I'm sure. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. It's called Pete Holmes Living at Largo. And if you like the show and want to show your support, uh, try a Pete's Pick. Like Living Libations. Living Libations is an incredible, natural, easy to understand the ingredients, skin care, hair care, teeth care, everything on your body care company that I became uh, conscious of not that long ago, maybe five, six years ago. I realized I was very careful and mindful about what I was putting in my body, but not very careful about what I was putting on my body, which of course gets into your body. I was buying shaving creams and face washes that I thought were fancy and good because frankly they were expensive or they had French names or they were sold in kiosks and malls. But of course these products are made by corporations that don't care about us, that are filled with chemicals linked to disease and just toxicity levels that were never intended for humans. So I came to the realization I want to eat food where I recognize the ingredients and I want my skincare to be the same and I want it to be incredible. And that is what Living Libation is. Ingredients you recognize, natural, real, and good, and completely, I'm going to use the term, it's badass. The stuff that they make is so effective, I'm going to call it badass. We start every morning. Uh, Leela goes to preschool. We slather her in their zinc-based sunscreen. As a parent, I find it so hard, or I found it so hard, to find a sunscreen that was actually natural and that actually worked. Living Libations has an incredible one that is easy to put on and keeps her protected all day with ingredients we can recognize. It's impo- I haven't found another one like it. Only Living Libations makes it. I think it's awesome. Personally, my routine involves their ginger exfoliating scrub, which is made with plants and oils and extracts that I recognize as real and natural, but is also the best exfoliant I've ever used. I use that before I shave. When I shave, I use their Zen Shave, which is their balm that is so clean and natural and moisturizing, you can actually use a dab of it as aftershave. Try doing that with some anonymous neon blue goo shot from a pressurized can. I don't recommend it. Plus, their Best Skin Ever Moisturizer. Both Val and I use it at night. Smells great, feels great, gets uh, feeling great right before bed. But whatever your skin needs, this is a great way to support the show. I promise for your face, your body, your eyes, your teeth, even baby care, Living Libations has a premium, natural, and wonderful product to replace the random chemical nightmare that you may be using now. So show your support. Get something small. Get something big. Subscribe to something. Whatever you do, uh, it directly supports this show and we appreciate it. Go to livinglibations.com and uh, this is new. It's Weird Love is the promo code for February. Uh, That's 15% off your order. Uh, How about a three-for-one New Year's resolution for you? We can reduce food waste, save time on grocery shopping, and eat more fresh and delicious food. Too good to be true? Do you say? Is Is that what you're saying? Think again and try Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste just by embracing the natural imperfections in food. You know how food sometimes it doesn't a lot of it gets thrown away or can't sell because it looks a little funky, but it tastes wonderful. That's what they're all about. Visit imperfectfoods.com to see if they deliver in your area and once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly grocery order with fresh seasonal produce pantry staples, and yummy snacks. Plus, your order will arrive on the same day each week, making it easy to build a stress-free routine. On average, Imperfect Foods customers save six to eight pounds of foods with every order you're saving. 
six to eight pounds of food waste. That's incredible. And unlike on-demand delivery companies, Imperfect delivers weekly by neighborhood, which is a unique model that produces 25 to 75% fewer emissions than individual trips to the grocery store, which I think is incredible and cuts down on me personally, my guilt for using grocery delivery services. I love that they figured that out. Plus, say goodbye to packaging guilt. Imperfect Foods is the only national grocery delivery company that makes it easy to return your packaging after every order again, which is incredible. I think it is so stupid uh, that we don't eat food because a potato takes some goofy left in the middle of it. Who cares? It's delicious. Cook it. Eat it. I'm always, Val and I are looking for more ways to get fresh, wonderful, sustainable produce into our diet. And if you can save money and reduce waste while you're doing it, that is an incredible, incredible triple win. So right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off, 20% your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code Weird. Again, that's 20% off your first four orders. That's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com. Offer code WEIRD. So when it says promo code, put in WEIRD. Show your support of the show. Get some good veggies. Get some good produce. Get it in your life. Get it in your face. And help the planet. I think it's beautiful. Join the movement at imperfectfoods.com and use code Weird. Last but not least, the uh, the Pete's pick that has absolutely been with me the longest and has been a daily part of my regimen. I had a little bit of weed last night and I was so foggy at work and I was just struggling and then I remembered, oh yeah, I have Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is for for real for real. Uh, the supplement that has changed my life the most. I love it. It supports your memory and your focus. I find it to be incredibly helpful for creativity, uh, for remembering lines, for hosting this podcast, for doing stand-up, for writing scripts, anything that you need to do. Somebody at work (laughs) that I am getting along with quite well just told me that he heard me talking about Alpha Brain. He is now on it. And he told me, I don't understand why everybody doesn't take it. And I was like, right If you're using your brain and you would like it to be easier to access the uh, information in your brain, the abilities of your brain, and I'm not talking about a stimulant, it's not caffeine, it doesn't get you, it doesn't elevate your heart rate, it's just earth-grown ingredients, grown right here on the good old earth, that help you focus and help you access your memory, your recall, your language. It is incredibly helpful. I wish I knew about it in college. I'm so glad I know about it now. This podcast you're listening about to listen to, I definitely took two or three Alpha Brain uh, 15 minutes before we started. I have it in my car. I have it in my travel bag. I have it uh, right here on the desk. Obviously, I have another one in the house. I'm never far from my Alpha Brain. If you like it one-tenth as much as I like it, you are going to lose your, your, your marbles. Well, that's not good for a new atropic. Uh, you'll shit your pants. There you go. <laughs> it is truly wonderful. I highly, highly recommend it. Go to onit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird for 10% off and show your uh, support of this podcast. That's onit.com slash weird. Get that in your brain. Get clear, get creative, get focused, and show your support of the show. All right, everybody. Hope to see you at Largo on February 12th. And uh, Val? Get into it. You're so good. What's happening, weirdos? Hey, that's right, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's edition two of Val is resting her voice. And I almost said, what's up, mother truckers? Which just earlier today, I was saying there's two things I never like, which is what's up, mother truckers? And when people say tiggle bitties. Don't like it. What do you got, Val? What do you got? I'm back, bitches. <laughs> well, Katie will edit out the dead air. Grace, great, grace, graciously. And I will ask you questions. How how are you, Valerie? Meh. <laughs> oh my god. Meh. <laughs> Oh, she's coming. So those of you that don't know, this is the Friday edition of You Made It Weird, and it's called We Made It Weird, and usually this is when Val and I have our date, and we talk, and we catch up, 
But Val had a polyp. This is like previously on Lost. Valerie had a polyp, a vocal polyp. When people say polyp, do you think vaginal polyp? Is that what people think? No? She's making a grossed out face and saying no. They mean something, though. Armpit polyp? I know you can get a yeast infection in your armpit. Did you know that? She's making a grossed out no face. Colon. Colon polyp. It also just sounds like Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock. Please, please don't interrupt me. Robot voice. Or uh, Pollock Powell. No, Colin Powell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We have been laughing a lot. And she is dying. This is like a laugh that could jeopardize your healing. You're laughing 10 out of 10. This is 10 out of 10! Because I said polyp foul, and then I, because I replaced colon with polyp. <laughs> it is pretty funny. What do you got, Val? What do you got? What do you got? What do you need? What do you got? Where are you? What do you got? You're typing? I'm dying. You're dying. We, she had a, a polyp foul, <laughs> not in her colon. Not in her colon. I went to school with a Colin McKenzie. Did I ever tell you that? No. Polyp Poundstone. Polyp Poundstone. That was one of the weirdest... uh, Well, what was weird about that episode was she was like three hours late. What are you laughing? Were you still laughing at Polyp Powell? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Valerie, for those of you that don't know, nothing makes Valerie laugh more than mistakes. Like in uh, Napoleon Dynamite, it's a scripted mistake, but she loves it when she he goes, in search for Nessie, they explaced, oh, placed explosives, which is brilliant. I love that. I love that line. Especially when people I'm close to make mistakes. When people you're close to make mistakes. I love your little robot voice. So anyway, you have a, a, a polyp Powell, and you had it lasered off. Not by the doctor that did Adele? Question mark? It wasn't the doctor that did Adele, but you did meet with the doctor that did, that did Adele's polyp, or you were adjacent to polyp, polyp central? Polyp Poundstone? I met with a doctor who may have been part of the team. Of Adele. We were just watching that Adele. This is not where people turn for their current events. But, uh, and everyone who listens to me talk for more than five minutes knows that I'm off social media. Trey proud, Trey proud. But Val showed me Adele's tearful apology, being like, the show's not there. I'm sorry. I'm canceling. It's canceled. It's canceled. Somebody you... And we both were like, why don't you just roll out a piano and sing? Everyone will be so <coughs> happy. Like, that sounds like, look, I, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not like the show's got to be perfect kind of person. As evidenced by this podcast, we keep it loose. We keep it sloppy. We keep it kimchi. But she probably was like, that's when the marionettes come down. And then the, the rainbow colors shoot off on my face. Shoot off on my face. And the piano turns from white to crystalline green. And that's what they come to see. No, Adele. I'm actually going to frame this positive. Adele, no. They come to hear you sing. You could have a ukulele. Like that woman we saw in Venice. (laughs) And just play like an open ukulele and sing, Somebody who... Val has a comment now. We are clearly not perfectionists. We are doing a podcast and I can't talk. Yeah. But didn't you say that people ask for this by popular demand? By like at least one person? (laughs) One or two. One or two. Yeah. Okay. I can play my favorites on my text-to-speech app. Okay, yes. Okay, what are your favorites? These are your... Most what what what's interesting? What 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 what? Just play the hits, Adele, with a piano. Um, 
what's interesting about the text to speech app is we can see what we've been talking about, you and I, and also what you used most often. So why don't you give me some of your because it's been almost two weeks of no talking. This is what Val's uh, most often used uh, vocal commands were. Call it Powell. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are so funny. Polyp Powell is not one of your most used. Polyp Powell <laughs> was from tonight and only tonight, so it can't be. But that was so funny. These are also things that I said that I wanted to remember. Okay. Things you said that you wanted to remember and your top ten. Is it, what, what are we doing first, the top ten? All right. Top ten Val most often used phrases. Number one. Totes. Totes. Yep. Yep. And can I add to this, just a little color commentary. What we noticed most is that you and I don't like watching movies. We, this is all alert. We love talking. We love pausing and talking. Watching The Fucking Hobbit just with you, just watching it. What is this? What is this? It was a nightmare. That first Hobbit, by the way, I know so good. We were just in the mood for some something cozy. Uh, I like the second and third Hobbits. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that about me. All right, number... Oh, you're typing. Go ahead. Take your time. It's really bad. And I am a Hobbit. You are a Hobbit. We've covered this. But geez louise... You are such a hobbit that when Frodo is being beckoned by Gandalf to go on a dragon-laden adventure, you were rooting for him to stay. Your perfect hobbit movie would just be the 30, 40, 50 years that he's just happy in the Shire, where nobody east of Bree bothers them. He has everything he needs in the Shire. He doesn't, though, because you and I were just at a hotel. We went away. Your nana, your your mom, Leela's nana, is here. And it's been very, very hard for Leela to understand. Actually, she does understand that you can't talk. It's really hard for Val to parent and be around and she can't talk. Like, it's it's too tempting to talk. So And, and when we're all here, Leela wants... Not nothing to do with Nana, but I'll say that to be dramatic. She doesn't want anything to do with Nana. So we ha- we wanted to leave to give you five proper days of rest. And we went to a nice hotel. And it was very nice. But around day four, I was like, I could use a dragon attack. Not, not violence, obviously, but I could use a disruption. It really gave me a sense of, like, why... So where we were, people were playing golf. I was like, golf is just manufacturing disruptions. Like you hit the ball and it goes in the fucking bushes. And you're like, God damn it, it's in the fucking bushes. Yeah, you did it. No, you don't have to do this. You want it. Like this is all existential kink. It's like you dirty. I was going to say bitch, but you don't. You dirty. I was going to say slut. You dirty bird. I'll go with that. You dirty bird. You wanted it to go in the bush, and you want to, like, get thorny scratches on your arms. You're going to sleep so much better tonight because you got in that damn sand bunker. We don't want to just hit holes in ones. I know everybody knows this, but when I stay in a nice place in the vacations that we've been on, things are too perfect, and I get the overwhelming urge to, like, poop in the pool. Like, I just want to take a dump in the pool and go, like, don't forget this is in us. This is in us as well. Shit and piss and saliva and snot. And then, like, the Four Seasons just immediately tranquilizes me with a blow dart. <laughs> what do we got? Toads. Oh, my God. You're a true treasure. This is you, man. I will take, I already said this, but I will take Valerie with a voice app over any y'all motherfuckers. You're so funny with it. You're great with it. Hyper Hobbit. 
Hubba Hubba was one of your big ones. I mean, this is just the ABCs of being Pete and Val. If somebody is undressing, throw out a fucking Hubba Hubba. What are you doing? I don't care how comfortable you are with somebody. There's a 0.0001% of you that's still kind of like, my nudity. So let them feel good. How did you sleep? How did you sleep? These are also little little glimpses into our into our ship, into our shipped status. Go ahead. So funny. So funny. Man, we had a lot of LOLs. Did you fart? <laughs> I, was, I don't know if I did you fart was in the top Did you fart? Well, at least it's not clear. That's a little advertisement for veganism. It's sort of like the memory of a fart was in the room. You know, the the real Slim Jim eating dudes, nobody's asking them, did you fart? It's like, you farted, didn't you? It's either you or the dog. The dog was not with us. Me and Thomas Middleditch used to sing, blame it on the dog. Yeah, yeah. Blame it on the dog. That's it. And then we found that there's a band. Oh my God, Valerie. There's a like there's like a folk band or like a bluegrass. I don't know. It's a band. Oh, let's look it up. There's a band called Blame It on the Dog Band. And I am going to show. Oh, it's blameitonthedogband.com. Uh, their slogan is, it's not a party without blame it on the dog. Their background is just ocean waves. I know we're describing a website to you right now, but like, it's a reggae rock, funk, pop, and jazz band. Great music for great people. I guess there's a little questionnaire you fill out and they decide whether or not you're great people. But I'm looking at like a drone shot of like, it looks like Fire Festival. It looks like the Instagram for Fire Festival of like rolling waves and beautiful empty beaches. And it's not White Sands. It looks like California or something. But like, what does this have to do? (laughs) What does this have to do with Blame It On The Dog? I, w- I want to play a, a Blame It on the Dog song, but I also don't want to, I don't want to, you know. There they are. That's the picture. They don't look happy. This bass player really looks like he's like, that's it, Gene. He's talking to himself. This is the last B-I-O-T-D. <laughs> Where do they live? Yeah. Look, guys... I don't mean to just tease. The photo's funny, and the beach sort of thing is is beautiful. Now I'm trying to be positive. Because I was talking so much shit with Val not being able to talk. I noticed how much shit I talk. And Val, this is very sweet. Uh, you said with your voice app, you said, just for fun, try to say something nice about them. Because I would be, like, talking so much shit about, like, you know, just other people would see dinguses. Although you didn't like dinguses, I would have a conversation with people and if they weren't like interesting, you couldn't stand small talk at all. Like if we were just talking about the weather or they were just telling us about some reality show they watched, like you would text me, please get us out of here. But then we saw our friend Darren, who's, um, what's it called? Real Fun Wow. He's an artist. Real fun wow. Incredible art. We have them up on our house. And when we say art, we don't mean like marble statues that no one can afford. We mean like, oh my God, Val, the the YouTube video that, that was looping of the beach just ended and there were ads for other YouTube videos. That was amazing. Sorry, this website is really funny to me. Um Tour dates. They can't be torn. It's the Coco. No, that's that's on that's on COVID. That's not you. Anyway, check out Blame It on the Dog. You guys getting married? How fun would it be to have a band called P- Blame It on the Dog? Okay, I, I'm going to risk it and risk it for a biscuit, and we'll play five seconds. Oh, that's a different person. 
Oh, interesting. Great music for great people. <laughs> All right, here is Blame It on the Dog. We're just going to play it for five seconds. Because we're, we're getting the word out about Blame It on the Dog. I'm okay. That's fine. That's fine. It's also called So Sensual, which I like. Which makes me think like... Oh, it's a Los Lonely Boys cover. Hey, don't blame that on the dog. Take credit for this nice little medley. This is like a medley of carrots. Purple. Regular orange. Yellow! Okay, you sound great. I, I Don't blame it on the dog. They were like a live cover band. They're a live cover band, and you have the best name in the world. And look, when this Coco Maloco settles down, we're hoping in April. I'm putting it out there. We are hoping in April that you will play a gig and the, and the bass player will look a little happier. Because that, that looks like a meme I would send someone if they were boring me, is the face of this bass player. But you could tell this guy must be the front man because he looks good, so he picked the picture. <laughs> blame it on the dog. Anyway, blame it on the dog. Uh, what do you got, Mama? Okay, now let's get to the phrases. Let's so save and see if you can remember the context in which I said it first. Okay, so you'll play some more of your favorite fa- phrases and also things that you said in conversation, right? Okay, go ahead. He's human miracle whip. He's human miracle whip. I do. I called someone sweet mayonnaise. And I think that is a very funny way to describe someone who just doesn't quite fit in. This is not a bad person. This was somebody that I was like, you know, who knows what's going on with them socially, biochemically, who knows. But there are certain people that sometimes when I see them... They're, it could be anything. They're too close. They stare at you too long. They, they make jokes that make no sense. They make strange comments that have nothing to do with anything anybody else is saying. And with those people, I sometimes say, they're sweet mayonnaise. And you said, yeah, that person is human miracle whip, which is a great yes and. And also on brand for me because I was talking shit. Puts the beef in B flat. Puts the beef in B flat. First of all, like, get in my life. Let's rent a 1997 pink Volkswagen Cabriolet convertible. And I want to cruise down the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu with you. You're eating strawberry ice cream from a cone. Of course from a cone. I'm drinking Tab with a straw. Of course it's a bendy straw. We're both wearing those sunglasses that are black around the frame and uh, neon green, uh, neon pink on the side for you because you're a girl and I'm a boy. So mine are, of course, I don't even have to say this, neon green. That's what boys do. In the 90s, there was a whole different thing. <laughs> Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Oh, thank you kindly. And we're going to listen to whatever's on the radio in that situation. If you're in a pink 1997 Cabriolet driving down the PCH wearing, like, neon side glasses, you're listening to the fucking radio, dude. You're listening to the fucking radio, dude. What do we, what do we got? Okay. That's the definition of cool. Don't get me started on the greatest bit that I wrote that never worked. It was when Jamie Lee and I were together, hanging out, being friends, and maybe... (laughs) She never likes that I say that we dated. I don't know what to do. We dated. We've been friends literally ten times longer than we dated. But I'm sorry. We dated. And we dated. And we had this bit. You're being weird. I am being weird. But this is the juice, man. When I get this feeling, I'm like, yeah, that's when I know we're doing the podcast, man. So anyway, um, Jamie and I may or may not have been in a romantic relationship at this time. But I, she and I laughed so... That could be true. That, for those of you that listen, I'm, I'm thinking of our, what is that? The group Discord. I'm thinking of our Discord group. You guys are definitely LOLing it. That could be true. 
There's nothing funnier than that could be true uh, to me. It's what I say about my parents. I'm like, I, and I love them. That could be true. <laughs> I mean, I do love them. But sometimes you have to say that. Oh, God. <laughs> Richard Gere was cool. Like, that was cool. Trench coat. Leaning on a Corvette. Sunglasses lowered with two, with your pointer and your thumb of your right hand, lowered to the bridge of your nose, uh, actually to the tip of your nose, head uh, pointing mostly to the ground, eyes looking up at woman coming out of shiny apartment building. You're waiting, and then you talk like this. You go, you ready to get some sushi? Like you talk quiet and raspy. You always say this, but in what movie does Richard Gere do that? I, I, what movie doesn't he do that? I, I would wager that he does that in every movie he's ever been in, including period pieces that don't even have Corvettes. Autumn in New York. Autumn in New York? I bet he does it in that. No? Well, maybe I'm thinking like Pretty Woman or, uh, you know, it's also Harrison Ford and Sabrina. <laughs> I just laughed like the 30s. <laughs> Would you love me if that's how I came? <laughs> and then, of course, it's confetti because it's the new year. What do you got? Here it is. I love that you know about Sabrina. Where I saw Sabrina, like, God, is there anything worse than just scrolling through the bowels of Netflix, desperate for anything? I'm starting to understand that play anything button. You know, the play, I think it's called play something, but really it's play anything. And I would do it more if I didn't think it was just going to play Ozark. (laughs) My Netflix account is like a stalker trying to get me to watch Ozark. It's never relented. It's like, because you watch Great British Bake Off, Ozark? No. I know I've covered this before, but no. What do we got? Okay, more phrases. More phrases. Go ahead. Shappy doppy do. Shappy dappy do. Well, one of the brilliant things you would do, because I've been, as you can probably tell by listening to this podcast... I've been sort of uh, linguistically alone. I'm not complaining. It's just what's happened. So, like, what happens is I would have longer... We were quiet a lot together. We read a lot. Rupert Spira, S-P-I-R-A, guys. Fucking best thing I've read in forever. Uh, Almost finished it. It's called Being Aware of Being Aware which is just a great title. He also has another one called A Meditation on I Am, which is a poem, but the introduction is probably 10 pages, 10 little baby pages, a little wee book. And you'll read it, just those 10 pages, and you'll feel like you're you're tripping. Like if you've never done a psychedelic and, you, and you're curious, just read the first, the intro to A Meditation on I Am, or read any chapter of uh, Being Aware of Being Aware, it's incredible. I, I, I'm not going to summarize it here. I just want to plug it. We'll talk about it on a future episode where you're able to talk with me. But I do want to say we were quiet a lot. And you can also watch Rupert Spira on YouTube. And he's fucking incredible. He's incredible. It's the greatest non-dual teacher that I found in a, in a long time. And, and he blows my mind and makes me... I will say one thing about it. He points out that we... We talk about this on the podcast all the time, is that we are we are the knowing. Like, we aren't our bodies, we aren't our minds. We are the vast, spacious field that knows. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, close your eyes and ask yourself, you know, what what is aware? Am I aware? And when you say yes, what do you mean? Like, what are you identifying when you ask yourself, am I aware? And you, it comes back effortlessly. You're like, yeah, I'm aware. Like, you are. That space that you really are, that is like your fundam- fundamental pre-object reality, which, which science, by the way, would agree. They would call it consciousness. But that fundamental identity uh, is 
peaceful and is happy because it has no desires. And so what he teaches is a way to tap into it, not just for like what I've been doing for a very long time, which is like, isn't it kind of groovy that we're souls? Or like, I think that gives us um, peace as an idea, as a connection to the infinite, right? But what he's doing is saying like, if you can practice uh, sinking into that deepest sense of self, and he doesn't mean efforting yourself there, he means sort of uh, stop efforting yourself away from it and just sort of settle into it, you'll notice that it is desireless, vast, fearless, content, and peaceful. So what I've been doing, and I'm even doing it right now, you can, you can feel it. He, he frames the whole thing as like, this is the happiness and the peace you've been looking for. In fact, the reason you're looking for it is because it's you and and that gives you the intuition that you're missing it, that you that you need to look for it. He's incredible. He did say one thing. I'll say one other thing. He's like, I've always been like, awareness isn't personal. Like my awareness is the same as your awareness. We're all just using the same phenomenon called awareness. But he says, just as the walls of a room, we're in a room right now. We call the air in here the space in the room. Uh, there's no, oh, you can't put that in there, that room. There's no space. We're, we think that is the room. But really, this air and anyone listening in a room right now, which I have to think is most of you, except you, Karen, out in a park, good for you. Get that. Get it, girl. If you're in a room, you take a moment to appreciate that that space in the room, that's an illusion that, that the walls create, that that space now becomes the room in America in Illinois, in Chicago. That's, that's all an illusion. It's the same space as infinite space. It's just space. And in the same way, he, he kind of brilliantly, poetically posits that awareness is the same thing. In, in the four walls of our body, we, we get like a sort of amnesia building this identity, making what he calls the apparent separate self, which I think is really funny because it spells out ass. He's like, don't be an apparent separate self. He's like, he said, don't be an ass. Uh, awareness is is the same, but it's housed in different walls. It's like Bird Talker. We are one wind distracted by our different sails. All of my teachers, push come to shove, get to some level of non-duality. But Rupert Spira is the one that just goes, here, let me lull you into it if you have a free seven minutes. So check him out on YouTube and uh, check out his books as well. That's the whole plug. Good shit, dude. Man... I can't, I, I don't even really like reading. I can't wait to read a little bit more. And he just says, it's one of my favorite things. He just says the same thing over and over in new ways, in new ways. One other Rupert Spire, he says, meditation is like when you're out in the sun and you go in a, a dark room. He's, he goes, there's nothing you can do to make your eyes adjust and see the objects in that room faster. You just have to relax and wait. And he's like, it's the same with meditation. We don't try to identify or sink into our awareness. You stop any efforting. He's really, really, he's like, you don't have a practice. You have a non-practice. The the, the self is where you're starting from. So any step you take towards yourself is away from yourself. You go towards an identity that you're making that is the thing that's looking for the self. So it's this like gorgeous thing sexy, juicy, colorful surrender. And not just for the like, oh, I get it, for peace and for happiness. I'm very excited. I'm trying, I'll try and get him on the podcast. But he's almost one of those people that I'd feel bad getting him on because he's written everything that he, all his points so brilliantly. It almost seems like a hassle to have him come on and be like, Rupert, I know you've said it perfectly before, but could you say it to me? You know, so uh, I'll just plug him whenever, whenever I can. Unbelievable stuff. All right, what do you got? Shappy doppy doo. Shappy doppy doo. So, because when we weren't reading Rupert Spira and being quiet, and you were reading, uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of it, but you found some books at Bart's Books in Ohio. Shout out, which is a fucking dope ass Hobbit shop. Love that shop. Un- never been. It was awesome. When we weren't, I would sometimes tear out in these sort of like, they weren't manic, but I I just was sort of like left without you (laughs) verbally. 
And then I would just be like, shappy dappy do. Like I just wouldn't have anything to say. And I'd be like, shappy dappy do. And that would be fine. That's just a little glimpse into the insanity of me. And then later you would say shappy dappy do. And it would make us both laugh so hard in that like, I didn't even know you were listening when I said shappy dappy do. Because by rights, you shouldn't have been listening. And you called it back. Brilliant. This is the last one, and I don't know what it's from. Okay. Your butthole. Your butthole. Your butthole. <laughs> your butt. Your butthole. Your butthole. Your butt. Your 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 butthole. Your 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 butthole. Your butthole. Your butthole. Your butt. Your butt. Your 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 get into it oh my god someone look there's lots of listeners someone make that your your ringtone i know that's like a kind of a hack thing to say someone make that your ringtone that's the fucking weirdest ringtone Go okay. I don't remember what your butthole is from. Uh, and is that it? Did you fart? Oh my god! So Val, before I just keep spouting off my my nonsense, uh, and we'll take a pause here. What was it like not being able to talk for two weeks now? It was everything: waves of frustration, joy, boredom. Connection, anxiety, surrender, sadness, PCTC. Just try to open up and float on the waves. Yeah. What was that like? PCTC? Let me see. Peace, it's etc. Yeah, PCETC. You did, uh, I was happy because I, I was a little worried you might, now that you're at the end of it, I'll say that you that you might not have agreed with it. I uh, like a, an excuse to not talk and stuff. But when I watched you do it, I realized that I probably would like an excuse to not talk maybe for two days would be kind of cute. But uh, you didn't have any panic attacks. Like you didn't have any like, I need to talk. Going away was a real privilege and re- really made it a lot easier. Obviously having your mom here to watch Leela made a big difference. Um, yes. It was easier than I thought overall. It didn't feel as lonely as I was afraid it would. That's wonderful. I'll also say that while we were away, I became a muffin person. (laughs) I'm now off them. But Jesus Christ, are the happiest people in the world the muffin people? Are they the are they the gleeful? Are they inheriting the earth? Tell what you said about Trident Common Brand. Oh my God! So I'm working on this bit because of this, uh, which is like people put down marriage. I, I'd like a little disclaimer, by the way. Um, don't get married unless you're like this is my person. Actually, that's too vague. Don't get married unless you're like, I'm safer and more myself with them. That's my, that's my rule. That's not everybody's rule. As we've seen with a lot of like public and private marriages, not everybody's going for the, the cozy. The cozy. I like the cozy. I like the laughy. I like the connecty. I like the chatty. And I like the cozy. So I don't want to just make this like a blanket pro-marriage statement. Because you and I were, were are both divorcees, so we, we divorcee sounds like a fragrance. Uh, go ahead. We like Shire. Some people marry the dragon. Yes, a lot of people marry the dragon. A lot of people resist the Shire. They don't want to be in the Shire. They want the mines of Moria, which is like a lot of my people. Like we want to just keep digging deeper, finding more treasure. Hoarding more gold. Obviously, we've covered that I'm, I have dwarfish leanings, but like, there's nothing a dwarf can do better than marry a hobbit. <laughs> oh my God, you're the queen. So anyway, now that I've gotten my disclaimer out, 
Like what I remember when I was a kid, my mom would sort of roll her eyes and be like, when you date, you hold in all your burps and your farts. When you're married, you let them all out. And they thought that was kind of funny, to their credit. They, th- they thought that was funny. But, like, to that point, a lot of people say, like, that's marriage. Like, for example, like, when I poop, or, or you, I, I still don't know if you poop, but, like, when I poop, I don't, like, you want to you wanna keep, like, romance to me isn't tension. It's not performance. Like, I don't want to, like, people go like, yeah, on a date, you like, you like sit up straight and you use your knife and your fork and on your napkins on your lap. I mean, we do all that, but I just mean like all of that stuff. And you're like, oh, and like acting. Oh, really? Like, like turning the volume up on your interest and your laughter and all that. Fuck that shit. I don't want that forever. I want, so when people put down marriage for being too familiar I'm like that's the whole allure my point is when I poo maybe you guys know this vine it's true when I poo I come out and I go I took a stinky poo I flushed it straight to hell I took a stinky poo and flushed it straight to hell flushed it straight to hell and that is marriage and that's the fucking best flushed it straight to hell you flushed it. Why? This is my biggest point. Why do you want a, a, a partner and then like a best friend on call that you call them and sing the stinky poo song? I want to cut out the middleman. That's what it is, Val, is, is we like best friend marriage. Yeah, when are you going to relax in your own house? I don't know. But that has to go with like parenting styles. There are people I think that are raised and I'm not judging them, with parents that made them never feel they were always guests in their own house. So then when they get married, they're like, will you do me the service of making me not feel like I can sing the stinky... That's a fucking righteous song. That song rips fucking... It's like a Fleetwood Mac song. It's like a B-52s song. And you can do the woo-woos. I took a stinky poo. Woo-hoo. I splashed it straight to hell. Woo-hoo. I took a stinky poo and... Flushed it straight to hell. I knew you were going to do it. I knew and I paused. I knew you were going to do it. And then when we were uh, driving by a Subway Sandwiches, I... <laughs> when we drove past the Subway Sandwiches... I said, what was your Subway sandwich when you were a kid? Mine was turkey, which is lame. That turkey was not. It was like a swim cap. Wait, that's a John Roy. John Roy had a great bit about how Arby's roast beef looked like a swim cap. So that is a John Roy joke. Look up John Roy on YouTube. He's fantastic. He's hilarious. Uh, What Mine was turkey, which is boring. You said yours was meatball. And I, without hesitating, said... Meatball, the hungry girl's choice. And we laughed for 75 minutes. Because, by the way, when I went to the ice cream truck, I got the hungry boy's choice, which is the two chocolate chip cookies with the ice cream in between, because it has the word sandwich in it. You're like dying for calories. Like I needed new, I needed help. I needed meals. I needed like seven, like a hobbit. Needed seven meals in a day. So when the ice cream truck came around, all those skinny boys in their umbro shorts, their stupid reckless hair, smelling like tennis shoes and farts, all those idiots, <laughs> I mean, would go to the ice cream truck for like folly, for like fun. They'd get like a popsicle and throw half of it away. We're not on the same fucking atmosphere, dude. I'm here for sustenance. I'm counting my money to see if it's possible to get two things because I'm dying. I knew what low blood sugar was before all (laughs) y'all because I felt it. I don't know why all y'all, but here we are. Yeah, maybe this is weird, but I grew up with a brother and we tease each other like that. And I like when that is one of our dynamics. You like that that's one of our dynamics. I don't think that's weird. I think it's wonderful. And my point is, what, uh, did I even make the point yet that is the point that you brought it up? You said, what was the one that brought it up? Uh, Trident gum. So we're on a date. 
And we've now been on 14, not 14 dates, but we were away for five days, which is longer. It's so great to be back with Leela, obviously. So we were away for five days. So that means five dinners. And on like the fifth dinner, fourth, we were sitting there and I started going on. (laughs) I was like, you know, I really get like lit up about flavors uh, like I forget about a flavor and then when I rediscover it, I'll get real. Like I remember Michael Showalter gave me a piece of original Trident. <laughs> this was in like, I don't know, 2010. It, no, it couldn't have been. It must have been 2006. He gave me a piece of regular Trident, original Trident. And I just thought it was the coolest thing that someone had original Trident. What a bizarre choice. When there's cinnamon, when there's mint, just original. It's not even a flavor. Just the first. It's like a number. It's an order. You don't want to... F- what, what kind of gum is that? The first. <laughs> so I would chew one of his original tridents. Also, it's Michael Showalter, so he's cool. He's also a fantastic director, and the Tammy Faye movie is one of the best movies of the year, for sure. And I hope that young woman wins an Oscar because she's incredible. You know her name? Is that where you're laughing? I don't know her name. But uh, what, what's her name? Tammy Faye Baker? Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. I don't need to be chastained because I didn't know that. Okay? Feeling a little... Jess- that young woman. I just didn't want to say that girl. I was trying to do better. We always say Girl. I hope that girl wins. I'm trying to give her some dignity. What? Why? What is this? I'll wait for my lashes as I try. I'm trying. I'm trying. Here we go. I feel like a young woman might be worse. All right. I hope that woman wins an Oscar. If I said young lady, I would have been with you. But young woman, I think, is okay. I, I hear you, though. I hear you. Just, just, would you just wheel me out to a pond and leave me a Rupert Spira book and a blanket for my cold, cold legs? And you can go in the house and call your relevant friends and have chats that you don't have to, you know, fix. <laughs> Shappy doppy do. You're the queen of my heart. That was the perfect time for a shappy dappy do. Anyway... I eat the original Trident, and I'm telling you this story. Now I'm talking about the story. And I'm saying original Trident so many times. And I'm like, I bought so many packs of original Trident. For months, I just was all about original Trident. I'd buy like three packs. Like at CVS, you get like a three-pack of original Trident. I'd get the fat pack of Trident. You know how there's a regular pack of Trident, and then there's like a real thick one, almost like, a, like an artist's eraser, like someone who's erasing a lot. But of Trident, original, I had all of that. And I was all about it. And then I stopped. Uh, that, and then how did I say it? So too, Bran is for me now. Yeah. It's worse. It's worse than I remembered. <laughs> I thought I said, so too are Bran muffins for me now. But oh no, everyone. When Val hits the road... We'll all cite this conversation. So too is Bran for me now. Go ahead. So too Bran is for me now. So too Bran is for me now. So too. I said original Trident so many times. And as if that weren't bad enough, I said, so too, Bran is for me now. So too, what is this, iambic pentameter? And I mean it, though. Bran muffins, Bran flakes, Bran fucking tastes great. Like, if you haven't had Bran, like Bran in a while, like like a Bran, raisin Bran, eat that shit. That's like the king of the flavors. Get out of wheat. What does wheat taste like? Fucking nothing. Wheat tastes like nothing. And I had no idea why you were telling me about original Trident. Until 
because on this trip I was eating a lot of bran muffins. And you know what? I didn't see any difference in my poo-poos. I took a stinky poo. You got anything else? It straight to hell. You're the fucking queen. Like, you really missed out a calling just, like, having this be your thing. When I was in junior high and I knew – if I knew in the future this would be a thing, in junior high I would have guessed that I would have been just using that just to be weird. Like, in Back to the Future 2, Biff has a friend who's, like, kind of a robot. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God, guys. This was such a bad guess at what the future would be. This specifically – not hoverboards, not baseball bats that retract, although we have neither of those. But Biff, the bully, in the 50s diner, in the future, has this friend. And if I'm remembering him correctly, he kind of looks like Ginsburg from Mad Men, sort of like Brooklyn Italian. Maybe I think he's Jewish, maybe. It doesn't matter. Dark hair is all I mean. His dark hair, and he's wearing a, like a robot costume, but out. And it's not a costume. He's just covered in like apparatus. And when he challenges Marty to fight and Marty says no and Biff says, what are you, chicken? The Ginsburg robot pushes a button on his functional breastplate of technology and it goes... Like it looks up, it rewinds, I'm pretty sure. And then plays the audio clip. The guy, that was like, who did uh, Back to the Future? Is it Spielberg? Whoever did Back to the Future, that was their guess on the internet. That That's as close as they came. Like, this guy is the internet. <laughs> and he can Google a chicken sound and play it. He'll play it on demand. I remember this. But it was a human man in a functional robot costume. Yes. Yeah, that's why I said it was like it was like a man. But he's wearing like a breastplate with like Darth Vader kind of buttons on it. And apparently, is that really worth it? Lumbering around, with, like carrying that heavy equipment. You got to keep it charged. You got to plug that in at night. Then put it on in the morning. For what? For what? A chicken? It was essentially a Casio. He was wearing a Casio keyboard, which, by the way, just shows, look, they got a lot right in that movie. <laughs> but that was a real foul ball of a guess as to what we would be doing. And I'm pretty sure that year already happened. I think we, we, we passed that year. And I've never seen, well, one or two. <laughs> I've seen one or two catcher's chest plates of technology. I feel like that could be something, but it's best it's best just for here. You got something else, Mama? Should we read a bit and get out of here? I'll look up a bit. For those of you oh, newer to the program, I found my old joke notebook from 2004, I think. And I sometimes Val and I like to turn to a random page. This says Ghost Cemetery. Everyone knows, but I read Squid Dead Scary Warning. It's our fault. I'm not saying use, but maybe you more nature something less. That's nothing. I swam with a t-shirt on until I was 18 years old. That's true. I thought the shirt would fool them. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. So funny. That's. That's not bad. I thought the shirt would fool him. Take it off. Who are you and where's the skinny kid with the t-shirt? <laughs> That's ready to go. Good for you, 2004, Pete. No, you're the quickest one in any room to take your shirt off. Now I am? Yeah, I've certainly turned a corner. Uh, DVDs say no. I remember this. That was... A new phenomenon, because this is 2004, so watching DVDs, and occasionally you would ask it to skip something, and it would say no. Do you remember this? It would say action not permitted. So you'd put in like the DVD for My Blue Heaven that's owned by Paramount, let's say, <coughs> and Paramount would put this unskippable 
preview for something else. And you'd skip it and it would say no. And the bit was, this is the beginning of the artificial intelligence revolution. Like this is the beginning of the matrix. Like as soon as a DVD player doesn't let you skip something, like who who's working for who? Aerosol killing octopus. This is weird. This is making me feel like I'm in a dream. Because it says giant squids are washing up. We're killing them. They're scary and we're taking... This is like the Unabomber or something. Like This makes no sense. Aerosol killing octopus? I don't remember that. I don't remember that and I remember almost everything I've ever written that's funny-ish. Aerosol humanity. There must have been a news story about aerosol was killing squids or something. I don't know. I don't know anymore. What gets soap out? That is like, I think everybody writes that joke. When you become a comedian, at some point you'll get soap on your shirt and you'll say to yourself, what gets soap out? And you'll just be in the club. We all wrote that joke. We all wrote that joke. And then here's a classic for the real Pete Holmes (laughs) enthusiast. Here it is written out. What's the employee discount at the dollar store? There it is. Little piece of history. Framed. Framed. All right. I feel really good about this, Valerie. It was really hard for us to get away. Obviously, Val's been resting and healing, and we stole to the back. Leela let us come back here, which was incredible, because we've been away, and and I'm just glad we got to touch base. And, real talk, Check out Rupert Spira. If you like any of the spiritual stuff that I uh, that we talk about on this show, uh, check out Being Aware of Being Aware. Or just look up his guided meditations on uh, YouTube because they are... It's weird to say this, that they're easy, but like so many of them are like, just focus on your breath. And like that's hard. It's hard to focus on your breath, especially if you're new at it. His are like... Here, I'm going to say some things. Like, it's all like, if this is true, then wouldn't this be true? And wouldn't this be true? And if that's true, wouldn't this be true? And if this is true, wouldn't that be true? And when you get to the end, you go like, oh, I am the unborn, never dying, infinite awareness of the universe. And there's nothing to be afraid of. That's the kind of fucking book recommendations I want to be given out. And that's the kind of book recommendations I'm looking for. That's why I get so worked up when I find them. Because I'm like, it's not just like, a good read, you will get to a place where you go, wait a minute, like, what am I worried about? There's nothing to worry about. Or you could say, it's all in your mind. It's all in your head. Which is, yeah, kind of the point. All right. What do you got, Mama? Thanks for your patience, babies. I can't wait to tell you all about this when I can talk again. Hopefully this week we'll do a new episode this week and Val will be back. So two Bran is for me now. Oh my God. We didn't even really finish that. So that is a terrible date. So two Bran is for me now. And I said this after I said it to you is in the montage of like a woman can't find love. And it cuts to that scene. Original Trident. And then he goes, so too, Bran is for me now. It cuts to the woman. She's drinking from her drink. And we hear the sound that it makes a straw towards the bottom of a drink because you've run out. Like, that's how we know she's that bored. And that's all we see of that character in that movie. And no one wonders if he's coming back. He was only there to illustrate how hard it can be dating. But when you're married, you just laugh. That's, sorry, one sweet thing is I've noticed this week, and this is how we put it, we laugh, we break. You know when you watch bloopers, I'm talking to the audience now, when you watch bloopers and people can't get through a scene just because they're laughing at the scene, they might be laughing at the absurdity of the scene or the comedy in the scene or just the characters in the scene, like they're just, they can't keep it together. We have dates like that all the time where we're not laughing at, and I'm sure you guys do too. You're not laughing at the content. You're just laughing at the scene and you can't get through it. And that's what So Too Brand is for me now. 
And if I ever meet a fan that's wearing a shirt that says "So Too Brandon's for me now," I mean, get get in my life, get in my life. All right, uh, wait, what do you got? Okay, thank you for listening. We love you, uh, and I, yeah, thanks for listening. Keep it crispy. You're the queen. You're the queen.